Welcome to the Sound Wizards Podcast. That was beautiful. It felt fun. That was our sound check jam. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a nap. Man, I like <laughs> just go back in that cocoon yeah. for a while. That yeah. was amazing. Oh, feeling that. Oh, shoot. Well, all right. We. I'm crying a little bit. I'm, I need a uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for all that I don't know. <laughs> Is that what I was saying? I think so. Or at least that's what I wrote down. Oh, um, and that will be the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, the I think we we warned you a little bit what you're getting into. Uh, yeah, she knows nothing. I really like wasn't listening. Word, word. <laughs> well, keep not listening if you want, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, essentially, three jams, and they'll each have like a prompt that will oh, give cool. you as we arrive at them. Mm-hmm. Um, Warm up jam just happened, and Mike checks and small talk. Uh, otherwise, we start with who are you. And what are you holding? I'm Valen. And what am I holding? Like, or in this case, metaphorically, I'm playing a Juno synthesizer organ for now. Um, And I'm I'm singing. Thank you. Well, I I am, you know, before we really actually get to that, I I think we do need to do the official introduction to the podcast. Oh, yeah, that too. Because we have to do that on every episode. So uh, I'm going to do that right now. (laughs) Maybe maybe Carter puts it in the beginning so it sounds normal, but uh, this is is the Sound Wizard Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Sound Wizard Podcast, Valen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Valen uh, and I met each other uh, at a show that she played, and then I dragged... John Paul to the sh- to the next show that you played, I think under the, I think that what I said was what's the what's the cover that you do? Is it the the, the Bruce one, Springsteen song? The one that you sing with yourself? 
Oh, Endless Love. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I watched you do a cover of Endless Love by yourself, a duet. Yeah. And <laughs> I was, I my poor wife, I dragged all sorts of concerts, and I was turning to her going, nobody is doing this shit. This is crazy. <laughs> this is amazing. She's like, I know, it's really cool. I'm like, no, it is awesome. And I think I said the same thing to John Paul. So Thank nice you. to meet you. And you just moved back to town, is that right? I, I grew up in Georgetown and Vegas. Nice. Georgetown, Texas. Like Hotel and, Vegas. Uh, yeah, I grew up there. <laughs> Yikes. I was born there. <laughs> like really a, enough. a mold no. that came out of the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So when I play there, it's really like going home. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I've been gone for 15 years. I was in the UK doing music and in LA doing music. And um, I was in LA for 10 years and started the tour thing. I, I write songs for TV and film, or my songs like do that. Mm. Um, and got enough of those placements to be able to go on tour and start the whole big management train um, again, which is all changing right now. <laughs> what is, you know, you, um, I know you still very yeah. little about you, Valen, the artist and the person, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, as John Paul asked, you know, what are you playing today? You're playing a keyboard synthesizer. Mm -hmm. yep. um, is that like kind of your quote unquote main instrument? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I started piano at seven, like by ear. Um, singing came way later, it was like a secret. Uh, it's like 17 or something. And you I, were like, wait, I can do this too kind of thing? Or? No, I did not think I could do it. But, um, or at least I didn't think I could write songs with lyrics. I wrote a lot of compositions. I would mute Disney movies like Bambi and... Play to them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you come over and watch a movie <laughs> with us? Yeah, of course. That's really cool. Yeah, I have a piano in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's my fit. Like I, it's actually something I do a lot to test songs. Like when I'm feeling them, I put it behind some film footage to see how it plays out or like mute trailers when I'm working on trailer stuff. Mm. Um, but I love scoring things like singing is like great as a tool, as a writer for the lyrics you're thinking of and stuff. But I've never really identified first as a singer. Mm. But because it can be a big voice sometimes, other people default to that before anything else. But I produce, I produce other people, other bands and um, you know, I love editing. I think what you just said about the vocals is really interesting, you know, because I've always felt that guitar was my instrument and I kind of always hated that I had to address the vocals in a, in a song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just like, why don't I just put more guitars? <laughs> Doing a better job of it anyways, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, sure. uh, and, and that's kind of the, um, like, that's how I've always felt. I think you just put it in, like, I kind of saw it through your eyes for mm. a second where I was like, man, it is a very powerful tool that I should probably be utilizing. The vocals? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The yeah. thing that talks to people? Yeah, it talks to people, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, strings can't do everything. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, so we have uh, another member with us here, um, Sound Wizard Local, uh, Miss Rosie. Hello, Rosie. Hello. And what are you playing today? I'm playing guitar today. We're switching things up a little bit. And you're playing your guitar. Normally we're playing my guitar. That thing looks fancy as hell. What do you got there? <laughs> it's uh, it's my little Frankenstein Telecaster that cool. I found at South Austin Music. Can Love I take it. a picture of it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's totally the guitar that Lydia from Beetlejuice would be playing. Yeah. 
that's yes. great. The outfit also works. <laughs> it, yes. it, it is red, and I hate red guitars. No, it works, like, No offense mm-hmm. to uh, Is it the one sitting next to you and the one in your hand that looks yeah. so sexy? I mean, they both look great. So. But it's 80s red. I, I just hate red guitars, and so I almost didn't pick it up. And I was like, well, I'll give it a try, and it plays real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. We, normally, I'm playing guitar, and uh, I have... Um, no, I have like a no pedal policy after I had a bunch of them stolen from me. And But you have all sorts of stuff going on in front of you. I you want to you tell, I think you got to move that microphone up a little bit so it's facing more towards you. It keeps falling. Yeah, like that. And then maybe we can, maybe we can get that to solidify a little there bit. There we go. But what do you got in front of you? You have, I see like at least one thing flashing. <laughs> uh, I've got a kind of, this is my uh, moving panorama setup. Cool. Uh, so I have my reverb pedal, which is a uh, TC Electronic Hall of Fame 2. Okay, what does that do? Uh, it's pretty cool because it has all these different reverb settings on it. And so mm. like, you can choose what style of reverb you want and then increase the amount of how much is actually in there. Or you can uh, change the delay as well. What do you got on it right now? Um, it is... Reverby. Very reverby. And then I have my overdrive, which is probably my favorite because it's a Westwood and it normally comes in green, but they have this limited edition purple sparkle. So, of course, I had to have that one. (laughs) (laughs) I must have it. Uh, I mean, it was only like $20 more than the original one. Totally worth it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I will pay $20 for purple sparkle any day. Who makes it? Uh, that is Earthquaker. All right, so here that Earthquaker, $20 more would have paid, she would have paid upwards of $40 more for that Purple Sparkle. <laughs> Maybe you should reissue some of your other pedals in that Purple yeah, Sparkle. Yeah, Purple Sparkle, or, or any type of Sparkle. I mean, you can't go wrong with Sparkle. Okay, that's it. All right, write that one down. Could be possibly the name of the episode. <laughs> that's Couldn't Lisa Frank's whole can't MO. Can't go wrong with sparkles. Yeah, exactly. You can't go wrong with sparkles. <laughs> and like, look, look how long Lisa Frank has been around. Dude, I know a guy who um, loved this tattoo artist. This really expensive, like exclusive tattoo artist. And said he would get a full calf Lisa Frank tattoo just to get it done for free by this guy. Yes. And he did it. That's and crazy. it's glorious. That's incredible. Yeah. Melissa, Melissa, my, my wife Melissa was uh, Lisa Frankenstein for Halloween. Mm-hmm. She was like Perfect. a purple and green highlighter Frankenstein. It was <laughs> That's hilarious. <awesome. laughs> That's great. And she's like, like eight months out, she was like, I've got it. And I was like, what? She goes, Lisa Frankenstein. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, that's Do people really good. still buy Lisa Frank school supplies? I don't know. Are trapper keepers still a thing? I literally said that to a kid not too long ago. Like, Were they like, what? <laughs> what are they? So you know. No, I, I what was talking say? about it with somebody my own age, and there was a young person walking next to me. I go, hey, you know what Lisa Frankenstein is? <laughs> He's like, what? I was I don't think so. So I don't think they do that anymore. Well, if you said Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably f- should have figured it out. <laughs> Kids. I don't know. Lisa Frank has kind of made a comeback, but it's with the older generation. Yeah. And it's more like meme based. Sure. They should go to Makes car sense. paints, like car wraps. How crazy would that be to have like a Lisa Frankenstein car wrap? That'd be nuts. <laughs> okay. Guys, ready for Jam One? Yeah. <laughs> jam One is. Wait, can, I, can I have my, uh, the rest my of the beverage? Hold on. I'm going to get my beverage. Hold on. Hit those drums. Okay. What am I doing, John Ball? Uh, establishing a rhythm, and then Rosie and Valen will. Jump in once you once you got something. Okay. Um, 
I'm right. gonna follow you, Valen. So you you like jump in into what you want, and I will. Okay. Yeah, I might fuck around for a while until fuck around. And and when I find something, I'll I'll like repeat it. Cool. If that's cool. Yeah. Perfect. It's not my strong suit to do this drum thing. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'd, there was like a chorus that I don't think ever would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I kept being like, I feel like I should go to something. My brain is like, don't know where to go. Buddy. Same, same. The song was like, we're just a verse, and we're a verse that shouldn't happen more than once. <laughs> we're just a verse. <laughs> There's a lot of orphan verses in this podcast. It's orphan. mostly orphan verses. God, orphan verses are the best. I love verses are so much fun to write. Could that be our band name? Orphan, orphan verses. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Hi guys, we're the orphan verses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosie, I'm gonna hit you with the wheel of influence. Oh no. We already got Valen. Ready? Ready? Yep. Wait, do we get we get Valen? We didn't have Valen do a wheel. We of did. You were, you were not getting in the room. Oh, really? Oh, the, yeah. Wait, I did a Wheel of Influence? Crunchy Water. Yeah, the Wheel she of Influence. She should do another one. We could do she that. She should do another one. So you and I are going to do the noise, and then when she says stop, we have to go like, we have to slow it down quickly. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. John Paul, t- just you do the flip. Ready? Go ahead. Stop. Guilty Pleasure Band. <laughs> Current. 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 Like the band doesn't have to be current, but what are you going to go home and listen to and not tell anybody else except for everyone right now? <laughs> Green Day. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> what record? American Any Idiot. of them. Oh, yeah. Any of them. I have I have a Green Day tattoo. That's Ooh. Awesome. Yeah. Is it the bomb? It, yeah, the, the bridge blowing up. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's from uh, the, the record Dookie. 
I know it's obvious, but Time of Your Life is, or Good Riddance, rather, mm -hmm. is honestly one of the best songs I it's think that's song. ever been written. Mm. It's such a good Hell song. Hell yeah. Wake Me Up When September Ends still oh, gets stuck in my head. So good. All the time. They were like the first to be like, hey, uh, this doesn't seem like a humanitarian effort, this war thing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Even though the Dixie Chicks just got like slammed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... I listened to them. They were like the first band that I found myself as a kid. Cool. Like my parents showed me a ton of music when I was a kid and like whatever they listened to. So it was Beatles, Peter Gabriel, ACDC. Peter Gabriel's my dude. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so in love with him. No, I understand. <laughs> no. Absolutely like, my favorite. The Don't Give Up video with Kate Bush. I'm so attracted to him. And I, <laughs> I, I just want to so be Kate. Right, right. They hug the whole time. <laughs> He's so hot. No, we'll I mean, we he really was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. But um, thank yeah, you. no. So they were the, like the first band that I, I found kind of myself, and uh, yeah, they they were kind of the reason why, I, partially why I wanted to start playing music. So that's cool. That's why I started playing drums because I was like, this is something I can do. See, my guilty pleasure is Selena Gomez. Hey. So I, nice. I feel like you're you're way cooler than me. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, guilty pleasure bands are not like a cool. They're not supposed know, to be the there's coolest. No the green, applicable. green Day is not cool. I mean, I, thought, I don't think that there's a way to qualify those scales against each other. The I Selena think, Gomez. Yeah. I think it's 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 not that they're not necessarily cool. It's just kind of they're like, I don't know. A lot of people that are mm -hmm. older now listen to them when they were angry teenagers. Yeah. And they feel like they sold out by writing more melodic and really pretty songs. Mm. And I don't know. And then or maybe they just really hated their teenagehood. And they just like look at everything back as being lame. But I just I remember like telling people I liked Green Day and they're like all super judgy about it. <laughs> the way that people want to be with Coldplay and me. And it's I just like never wavered on them and I never will. <laughs> There you go. That's the way to be about it, though. It's like you're yeah. allowed to like what you like. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's all, if they speak to you, they speak to you. The, I don't know. I would almost see it as punk rock of Green Day to be more melodic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like the fact that they're embracing a softer side is more punk than like being afraid of it and yeah. not wanting to do it. Uh, there's make... a bunch of middle school versions of us right now that would be kicking us I in the know. show. I know. Like, <laughs> whatever. I'd be like, Elton John, though, you guys, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who I was also in love with. That was me with Led Zeppelin at, at like 12. I found Led Zeppelin. I was like, oh, my God, my life is forever changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I cried when I found out Elton John was gay. Like, watching. <laughs> <laughs> It was a behind the music episode. I was 13. Oh, and the whole oh, time it was, it was spring break. Oh, no. And I grew up in a really Christian fanatical environment. And, uh, you know, I'm so I was never told or like, you know, no one talked to me about it. I just never thought of it. But <laughs> the whole three or four hours of behind the music because of all the commercial breaks at the time, like, they kept hinting at something at the end of each segment going into the commercial break. <laughs> oh, like, oh, no. I know how they He'd get that. married to a woman and they'd be like, but then they never knew what they didn't know until it happened. <laughs> and, like, and then at the end, they finally say it. And I was so shocked. And I just started crying because like all my dreams of marrying him were Thrashed. gone. Yeah, he wouldn't want me. Thrashed. That was the way it is. <laughs> is this where your masculine stage performance 
probably, energy started coming in. Probably. <laughs> I think the masculine stage presence came from, like, you know, I think, I don't want to get, you know, too talking about the female experience versus a male experience because I don't know what it's like to be a man. And I think that it has its own hang-ups when you have the the conditions you're brought up in as a, any gender. There's like all these expectations on you. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for both sides to tap into the thing that makes us human mm-hmm. that's been gender classified and expected of you. So, you know, in the industry, it's a lot about if you're a female kind of just believing that most of the people behind the desk or who, you know, they, they're mostly men. And you should just believe anybody but yourself or you're not being polite enough, you're being like demanding or mm. disagreeable. Mm. There's little stuff like that, which I know is a trope in itself, but I've learned in the last 12 years that I've been doing this professionally that I can't care anymore if somebody calls me a bitch afterwards, if that's their perception of me tapping into something that feels like an equal, you know. Well, I, um, I'm sorry on the behalf of ours out of the No, fence. no, no. no it's general. not your fault. No, because no, I'm, no, I'm but glad that. They're not going to say I'm sorry, are they? I mean, like. No. But, but I, as a female, I can't speak to other females. I played into it, too, for a long time. Like, if somebody said, no, it's not there or that's not right, I'd be like, Totally. Yeah. And learning at some point that actually it's my fault if I go home at the end of a session not liking something because I didn't say something. Damn. It's it's on me. It's not on anybody else. No one's keeping me in a corner. I'm keeping myself in one being so afraid of possibilities. No one ever called me a bitch before. I'm making that up like as a fear. Right. Because you feel this like it's scary to jump out there and be like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. Maybe. But like I have to. Mm. I don't know. I love that. That's beautiful. No, that's brilliant. And that's that's definitely something because, you know, people are going to have their opinions. And, you know, you got to stick with your own, too. You got to yeah. remember that this is, at the end of the day, it's you who truly has to like it the best. Yeah. And if, yeah, if there, you have nothing to lose. Really. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. Mm. You hear that, young girls out there? It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah. But your mind. Nah. <laughs> and it's young fun. men, just all being conscious of giving space for each other. Yeah. Um, which guys aren't often as good at. And, and also giving space for ourselves, which everyone struggles with, I think. It, it, that's, that's my question. Like, as males, like, what is the biggest thing where you feel like in this day and age, it's a human right but hasn't been classified as a male it hasn't been classified as a male thing. Like, is there a struggle like that? Mm. Repeat the, the question. Well, like, for example, for females to be assertive and maybe be called, like, bitchy, mm. what is the equivalent? I mean, th- I think we're both fighting towards the middle of a gender norm there, sure. you know, about sensitivity and emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. big thing. You know, yeah, th- there's, yeah. it's really hard to have a conversation about your feelings and actually have the person want to go through that experience with you, you know, because they just don't, they don't want to look in, they don't want to look in the mirror. They don't mm-hmm. want to look down the hole, you know, like, and if you're doing that, you're usually having to draw that out of them and which they see as combative. And most of the time, you know, especially in, I would say in like strict dude culture, you know, like that's like a behind closed doors thing still, Yeah. you know, for the most part. And it's weird. I don't know. I, that's my, most of my life has been kind of like stabbing that, beehive you know when i see it and and 
man, there are some people who cannot stand yeah. me. They cannot stand being around me because because if I smell bullshit, I kind of want to know why it's there. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm the same way. And it's like, just be cool, man. Just like, what are you talking about? Go talk no. behind everyone else's back like everyone else. It's no. like, no, I don't. I want to. I want to feel authentic in my own existence. And that goes for everything that I do. Mm. And the moment I feel like I'm resisting something about myself is the moment I flail around and do bad work. And mm. I feel like when people don't believe me, nothing, everything falls apart. And I become so aware of this like disconnect. It's much better for me to go on stage and say that I don't want to be there. I'm having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And that um, maybe something special can come out of this feeling, which I've have done once on tour. That's kind of cool. What was the response? Was it received? Yeah. It was the... very it, surprisingly like, um, I mean, I went out on stage with my sweatpants on just like <laughs> over it. That's legit. <laughs> I, I mean, wow. they, but it <laughs> like, I love it. A bag of Fritos. Like. Totally. I was just like, I, I was, yeah, I just, a lot had gone down and um, surprising. I think when you let, audience when you let the audience in beyond the like professional like oh they they're paying me to be here thing um i think that's what performance does that's extra special from the recordings is that you are there to see something that will never happen again in this way mm -hmm. and it's it's i feel like it's my responsibility as a performer as an artist as a writer to bring that authenticity every time, even if the song doesn't mean that day what it used to mean when I wrote it, figuring out why I'm singing it and making sure that there's a connection for myself to believe it. How else is anyone else gonna believe it if I don't? Profound, that was beautiful. Yeah, it's secular spirituality. I've always felt that way about live music. Like mm -hmm. there is something that happens in performance that we're unable to capture. Right. Okay. As recording artists. Right. Um, and it's exciting. And it's, I think, like, narratives play out. Like, watching people um, who are able to communicate their emotions comfortably or, or just honestly helps us do that in our daily lives, I think. You That's know I mean? yeah. so much of that, of nightlife is that. Mm -hmm. It's going into the dark to shed your skin so that you can finally release release the feelings you have. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully you find somebody that feels the same way so you don't feel so awkward doing it, you know? Yeah. Or strange. You mean in relationships? No, I just mean like nightlife, you know, like I think going oh, to see, see a show, see. going to dance, right. going oh, to, see, you know see. what I mean? Like yeah. going to have some beers, going to play, you know, bowling. I don't know. You play know. Bowling. It's all about seeing yourself, right? I yeah. think artists and even, you know, relationships or friendships, when you see something you want or you feel like is true for yourself inside, you just need to see it as an example in somebody else first. It's like it teaches you that it's who you were the whole time, the certain element that somebody else has done. When it rings true like that, it means you are that too. Mm, yeah, man, yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. You're very prolific. Mm. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's, it's really well, fun to listen to you speak. You should hear my mind all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Just need a little my radio My boyfriend station. is a saint. Like, <laughs> I like, I'm not, I've lost a lot of friendships, I think, being so super analytical. Uh, but, you know, not in a sad way. Like, the friends that have stuck around mm -hmm. also love breaking things down or wanting to learn things. But mm -hmm. there are some people who want to just have 
my sisters who have to be my friends, <laughs> they would not have been. <laughs> like, they they don't want to dive deep at all. They like they're, they're okay with the surface level. They don't want to break it down. They don't want to get in there. And no. I think that's a very because um, I think they interpret it as depression. Mm. I think so. When truly, it's just a lot of thinking. It's a yeah. lot of being with yourself and with your own thoughts and figuring stuff out. Searching for me. I feel like there are yeah. searchers out there, people that No, just I understand have that completely. Yeah, it's like this is interesting and so it's like, okay, let me get behind the curtain. Let me see what's yeah. truly going on. Right, right. Get my hands in right. it. Let me ex- fully experience it. Yes. And when I feel like it rings true, that moment of like, oh, that feels like the best Connection. theory. Yeah, then I can move on. But yeah. until this, you know, Inquisitive minds. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the, if you don't ask, you're not going to get an answer. Exactly. You know I mean? Totally. Totally. I just want to do a shameless plug. Um, uh, Melissa and Allie are doing a uh, Curious Intentions book club. It's a live streaming book club. Yes, they are. Once a month, where they read s- strange books and talk about it. It's gonna be really cool. That's awesome. I have a book. Uh, oh, shit, I'm forgetting the name of this woman, this actress, who writes about um, how to have a romantic life. She's this actress from the 80s or 90s, and she's a narcissist. <gasps> That's incredible. <laughs> she's just, she's like, you know, to keep your man, you need to just eat caviar and like take bubble baths. I'm interested. It's I'm, great. No. <laughs> Lifestyle. So good. Anyway. Shit. What's um, next? I, are we going to make her do another? I feel like we're, if you guys hit something cool with her, then I'm fine with that. With, with the other uh, Wheel of Influence. Jam 2. Oh, do you want to do another? Do you want to yeah, talk about you should do another Wheel of Influence. You again? Come on. It is fun. Uh, we just want to do the noise. Yeah. Rosie and I just want to do the noise. Click, click, click. Oh, do you know what? Landed on the same one. And I'm going to ask instead. We already kind of heard about a hell gig, even though it sounds like you nailed it anyway. Current music that you think everyone should listen to. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, I mean, The National. Mm-hmm. I think The National, I'll go like a weird step to the right and say their documentary, Mistaken for Strangers, I watch every six months just to keep myself like in tune with the purpose of all this. It's funny, it's profound, and it's a great introduction to anybody who maybe knows a little bit about them or is interested a little bit or knows nothing at all about them. The Nationals? The National, the band, the National. national. They have this doc, this rock doc, like from a tour perspective. Rockumentary. A rockumentary, but it's from the, it's from the point of view of the lead singer's little brother who has had zero success and hates their music. Oh, I love it. Is he also an artist? He's an artist. Yeah. He's like he makes gore like violence movies. Yes. So his brother's like, "Hey, come on mm-hmm. tour with us and you can film a rock documentary while you're a roadie." And uh, the whole thing <laughs> is just it's yeah. so great. It's it's fantastic. That and sounds awesome. <laughs> because of that documentary being I think the difference of why I stuck with this uh like 4 or 5 years ago when I was done mentally again. <laughs> feel that like it 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 just 
I should probably watch it again, actually. <laughs> I think all, like, six of us are going to watch this tonight. Uh, yeah. like, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to watch it, but then you're going you're gonna to do live uh, background music for the oh, documentary yes. and some of those Can we just plan that event? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> From the North Door. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> On that huge screen? Yeah. Yeah. You know, tangent, but like, you guys can edit this out later because it's just nope. whatever. It's going in. <laughs> Staying in. I want to do this Breakfast Club or John Hughes movie <gasps> thing where you where like a couple of bands learn the songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we score it with the movie playing live. We redo it, the, all the cover songs, and add our own. So the, I want to be a part of this. One of the guests that we had earlier today, this guy Phil, this pedal steel player, he is in the band. He's in one. He's frequently in the bands with this thing called the Village Roadshow. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. Is that what it's called? Uh, something like that. Rolling Roadshow, something. Yeah, Rolling Roadshow. So. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse does that. Right. They hire bands to play the music from the sh- from the movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's amazing, and they do it at the Long Center Lawn where where ah. we were. Well, those are show. different series. Al- Al- those are I think oh, different well, series. Okay, but, sorry, but so there is like a a series on the lawn, and I think they do that at some of the Alamos. Gotcha. As well. Cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, they're they're Alamo does a really good job of incorporating other mediums into film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great, and it sounds like. You're on that path as well, or really in that world. I love, I love, I love the idea of it. Heck yeah. Um, and maybe that can be our jam too. The uh, we kind of did like the crowd suggestions at the live show, um, and a reminder that if you haven't listened to or watched the live show, you can. And, and Valen joined us for that as well. Uh, I was really drunk. So was I. Awesome. So was I. I apologize, but no. thank you for getting me up there. It was cathartic. That was a blast. <laughs> you were. That was really wonderful. I, I think you know uh, what I got. We got some really great feedback last night. Actually, a guy who was at that live taping mm-hmm. was at the event that John Paul was running, and <laughs> then we had a moment <laughs> where this he like couldn't stop talking about it, and his. We had been, I had been talking to this, somebody introduced me to some lady, talking to her, and then I'd been talking to this guy at another point, and then he walks up and he goes, baby, the thing with the podcast? She goes, yeah, these are the guys. And he points to John Paul and I, and she goes, these are the guys on the podcast? so funny but she was like he was so impressed and one of the things that he thought was so cool is just that people got up there yeah mm-hmm. right he was just like dude i don't he's like i don't make music for me to like see that happen and know that it's real right like watching the guy get pushed up by the girls mm-hmm. like come on come on get up there get up there you know yeah okay okay oh, i will i will you know and and have you ever played with this guy before no i've never played with that guy before you know like you know, it sounds like it's gonna be a train wreck every time. It I know does. I can feel everyone going. This is gonna be bad. Like <laughs> it should uh, be. Okay, that was an awesome night though. Yeah, um, and actually, total tangent. I tried to prompt second jam, but we're talking about that night now. My Sorry. mother took notes. She she watched the live stream, took notes on it, and she took a bunch of notes about you. Me? <laughs> no, about about Valen. Valen, really? She just really liked you. That's awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. What mom's notes? notes? She, mom's I mean, notes? she was like trying to take notes about each of the people involved because she's like, oh, these are, these are my son's friends. I want to know, <laughs> I like, that. I want to know about my son's friends. That's so, so it was sweet. Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I made her live streaming. She uh, watched it live streaming. Yeah, I think so. But I, I think she tried, failed, watched it once we posted the recording. Cool. So, you know, 
like an old person. That's great. But uh, that's probably how that's I would wonderful. do it. That's wonderful. I would notes? love to read the Lovely, notes. I know. Lovely young girl. Note number one. <laughs> Lovely yeah. young girl. It took me like three days to convince her to take a picture and send it to me. Because she told me she took notes. And I was like, oh, those are going to be gold. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> maybe we'll do a little episode where I just read all of my mother's notes. Oh, my God. That, we'll do it as in, in the intro. We'll do a special intro for the live. We could do songs of your the, the Oh, my notes. Lord. Uh, and, and We'd break her heart if it was you singing her. I would love to. I would love Jesus. to take them very seriously. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Damn. All right. Jam to crowd suggestion. We come full circle. I was gonna go. Uh, shit. All right. Let's do the score to a movie about Mother's Day. A score to the, to the movie. I think there's about. a movie about Mother's Day. Well, what movie is that? It's called Mother's Day. It's like <laughs> one Let, of those love actually kind of movies. Yeah, oh, the really? love actually formula, but not Mom actually. actually. Mom, actually. <laughs> actually, your mom. Actually, your mom. Cut it, cut it. Let's, and this is intentional, forgive me, but talk about what we liked. Jump back into the same thing and maybe add vocals if you're game. Yeah. Sweet. So what'd you like, Rosie? What do you want to come back? It had a really nice feeling to it. It swelled a lot, which was really cool. I like the swell. I like that it just hit a big I forgot I had a mic. <laughs> I like that it kind of swelled up and hit a big big note in there. I thought that was pretty cool. I do like, I feel like um, I want it to really soar though. I want it to be that big, huge, open, wide moment. That's what I think her vocals will do. Like, <laughs> crack it open. Like, It'd be yeah. cool to do um, maybe please, like a, yeah, like a, a little notes. bit of a half of, of maybe no drums for a second and then come back in with that, mm -hmm. that what you're doing is so cool sounding. Mm -hmm. The bigger, the bigger thing or the smaller thing? 
I like the the bigger thing and maybe like some sort of percussion-y. I don't know how to jam, you guys. I'm like writing no, you're good. in my brain. There's um, a you're making you're making like a like you're like, stirring two bowls at one time with your hands. Like Phil Collins. But like a in the verses just something really like I don't know how to do that. I think the problem is I don't know how to do that. No, that's all good. That's all good. Just like, I, I'll like try. a moody a moody intro verse okay. and then and then like come back in with that awesome no, 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 no. Sure, sure. But you're a... Well, no, do not... Your, uh, what you were right doing before is awesome. Your right hand on the hi-hat, so have... Yeah, like a rhythm. I loved what you were doing. Yeah, there you go. You're getting it.
I'd watch that movie. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> Best just, Mother's this Day. This is just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of each one of these, I just feel so good. <laughs> Shit. Doesn't oh. it feel good to be sentimental? It's like, <laughs> yes. It's the father of the bride squirt. <laughs> the song that was blasting from my pool party of me and my neighbor, Sarah, was Winona Forever. Mm. Yeah. Blaring across the airwaves. Um, <laughs> I think now is a time to just say, that, you know, you just, when did you release the EP that you had? March. March. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and it's called, it's called. It's called Winona Forever. Winona Forever. Cool. Yeah. By awesome. Valen. It's hard to find me. You know, uh, <laughs> like we're in the process of maybe changing my like searchable name by Valen forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of now, you could go to valenforever.com. There's like a dude named Valen uh, from like Brazil or something. Uh, that might be wrong, but he, from the 50s, like a crooner, like a like a Spanish crooner named Valen, <laughs> and wonderful. he should be winning on Spotify forever. But <laughs> right now, it's like I'm behind. <laughs> well, Winona Forever, mm. you could search Winona Forever and it comes up with the EP album. Yeah, you could say Winona Forever Valen yeah. and it comes up. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's cool. It's cool music. Thank you. Yep. Winona uh, is a song I wrote in some way over and over again for 10 years, I think. Cool. And it was the first time that when it was done, I was like, oh, this is the best version of whatever that thing was that I was looking for, which is kind of it. the whole idea of all these demos that a writer has, you know, all these ideas. I used to think that if you didn't finish them or if like if you if you're constantly working and forcing something to be something you were hoping it would be um the idea of not finishing it used to feel like a waste and now I realize that it's always leading up to a different version. Maybe yeah. nothing's lost. Like if you're working on a song and the verse is killer and the chorus just never hit, that verse will come up 10 years later, I think. Whatever vibe that was you're going for. And this time, that chorus worked with that verse. And um, just, yeah, it's That's like... Cool. They're ghost songs. Yeah. They yeah. hang around. You think you're done with them, but they hang around for a while and they make themselves known yeah. later in life. If, if you have this itch of something you want to say and the way you want it to feel and you keep painting the same painting until it looks the way you see it in your head. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I feel about that song. Mm. I have this A minor and then a D sharp over an A minor thing that I've been playing since I was like 12. And like, I just can't, I do have something that has it written in there that I am happy with, but it's not been made. And it's just like, same thing. It rolls around in my head. It seems it's the theme in which I go by somehow, you know, yeah. very interesting. And I, I almost don't want to put it in anything. So I'm well, now it's been so long. I don't really know if I'm ready to put it to bed. <laughs> I wonder if it, it, cause it feels less like chords and verse melodies that tend to stick around, but it's just this vibe you're going for. So mm. there might be something, if you let it go, it's just hard to do. I know, mm. but like, don't have to new, uh, learn a new vibe. Is that what you're saying? Just sounds terrifying. If you don't feel so loyal to what that one was, and let it go, 
it, I think it comes back to you. It comes back to you in the way it's, that it wanted to be. I love it. <laughs> I, dude, I know. There's so many demos where I'm not ready to let it go either. <laughs> like, but for this one minute, it's like perfect. Do you have a bin? I have a bin of music. Oh my God. I have. <laughs> oh my God. At Jesus. least seven. <laughs> yeah. I have like the. I name things so terribly too. Like a song that's finished <laughs> is called like This Year Three hyphen like 10 10 17 3 38 a.m yeah. version two key change final yeah. <laughs> I love it. and then 30 save files because there might be something in a version that i did you know 12 24 saves ago where yep. i'm like but if i'm going to change shit up and i want to go back like it's there but you never know where to go back from because they're all stupidly named i have <laughs> I, I, I had to come to grips with that i have a file naming system that i came to grips with when, when i was doing the, the the testing for this podcast i did a shitload of recordings with people and it was so hard <laughs> to figure out what was going on and and in the original idea I was going to lock them in a room, make them write a song, you know, and with me. And still probably kind of will do that, but it just was too challenging to do quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so, and in that process, I was trying to figure out how to, how to go, how do I figure out where the progression of the song was? Mm. And what I did is every major turn of the song, I saved it. And the, the file name worked like this. It was, you had to choose a name for the song, yep. right? The name of the song had to stay. Mm. So you just had to like do that uh, painlessly. And then it was that, the date, and then uh, a letter, each letter of the alphabet for a major turn of the song on that day. So then you could look back and go, you know, Red Roads, 1820, you know, like 1810.05, B, C, D, E. And then the next day there was A, B. And then the next day there was just A. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then but you could be like, oh, it went through all of those different changes. Winona Forever uh, is titled session-wise as 90s Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. It comes or, full circle. Yeah. She really does like Peter Gabriel. Because the the per, you know the percussiony like mm. verse drums were was very inspired by like what he does with uh, that. Those like little, what's the little the, uh, those yeah. things? Yeah. yeah. Or those Peter Gabriel? No, too? I don't know. I just oh. that's the thing that like I wake up with. He does like kind of the the background like descend with yeah. his vocals, where it's kind of very hazy in the background totally, with that. Totally. <laughs> I'm inspired by him very much by drum, like what he does with drums. Do you play drums? I program drums. <laughs> John Paul, what's the next part of this podcast? Actually, we're kind of nailing it in terms of what are you doing with your music now? Mm. So we got to hear about the current project a little bit. Um, but I would add on to that uh, one more question before our final jam, mm. which is also the end. There is no glorious end to this podcast. After this final jam, we'll just eat. Pack up snacks we'll just, and, and pack up. Yeah, yeah. we uh, won't say a word. It will yeah. just unplug. We're no. all actually very sentimental. It gets really awkward yep. and like yeah. we're just like hate, go back to hating each other. We can't. So. Yeah. We can't. We certainly can't <laughs> handle goodbyes. All of our no. assistants <laughs> come in and sign each other's paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit. My lawyer will be here just to split oh, up the publishing. <laughs> before, He's been here the whole time. Before reality re-enters our spheres, um, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? In my life or just in music? Both. Uh, both or, or either. Well, you know, the nice thing about everything destructing um, <laughs> <laughs> is that you do get to reformat it in your mind. I, I'm i going to do the Patreon thing, but I want to bring it to a different level. I am <laughs> thinking about um, making all the hundreds of demos that I have available to 
the fans. It's a great idea. And at some point, some tier of it, you can choose what song I work on next. And then I'll live stream it. I love this idea of like making the fans the manager of me Mm. and uh, the label in a way and just cutting out the middleman. It's this lesson, I'm 32. The lesson I feel like I've had to learn over and over again and did not learn it this year, but I'm hoping this time is that we actually can do things ourselves. We don't need some dream maker hotshot coming in, you know, who has like a yacht and a mansion. (laughs) And they're like, you know what, though, like I see the potential of this. I'm going to make you real like we already are real. And maybe this idea of people getting in the way of that because their own fears and their own version of success doesn't line up like I'm, I think that I've been relying on some male Steve Martin person to come into my life and save me every time as and much as we may want it <laughs> yeah but like the truth is we I, I have to start relying on myself more and like own up to that yeah and, and, and not look for somebody to validate it because there are people out there. Validate yourself. Oh, you yeah. beat me to Be your... Uh... <laughs> gotcha, John Paul. Also, somewhere in there, I was thinking, <laughs> if I kind of want to see you fully embrace, not that you haven't, and I just missed it, the, the male character on stage, like mm. come out as Al, just for maybe one song during a Valen set. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a wig change. Hey, Valen is that dude from Spain or Brazil <laughs> yeah. or whatever, so yeah. it's already a... Valentino is my grandfather's name. So Valentina awesome. is my birth certificate name, or like D- the DMV version of me. But Do you yeah. have a middle name? I do. I've had a few. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know my dad wasn't my dad until I was 10. Oh, interesting. I found my original birth certificate. and Whoa. I was born Valentina Catherine Mary Santillo. Whoa. And now yeah. it's Valentina Katrine Mitzkat. Whoa. Yeah. That's so they're awesome. both. Mitzkat is pretty dope That's pretty name. cool. Yeah. It's... it's uh, German Polish or something. <laughs> How do you not go by Mixcat? Mixcat? Oh, uh, I, I know the, yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like <laughs> Mixcat. When I was with Universal, my A&R manager also wanted me to be that. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. shit. <laughs> he had a yacht? Yeah. He had a yacht. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. No, no, this was a long time ago. I, yeah. I don't know, because Valentina, I, I went by Valentina for a long time because it just felt so obvious. But because I've had Valentina, a band called Mia Coda, that was me. And um, now Valen, it's because my friends and family always called me Valen. That's cool. And it was kind of my way of being like, I'm done trying to follow the trend and be like a good girl in this industry. And in a way, like I, I was hoping to sell out. I was begging to sell out. I was like, you want Florence the Machine? I'll go up on stage with glitter on my fake eyelashes and pretend I'm from a different planet. Like that'll be my version. It'll be called me a coda. It'll be great. But... I was so afraid of being truly myself. And Valen was my way of being like, this is the last artist project for me. After this, I score films, which is something I do a little bit now, like not film films, but indie films. Like I want to get into that more. And um, Valen is kind of like a ride or die thing for me. Like I can't run away from myself and I don't wear glitter on my eyelids. <laughs> and I don't wear fake eyelashes and I don't, want to like you know wear heels that aren't clogs mm. i don't know <laughs> those are sweet whatever Thank category you. of shoe that is that's a clog i'm into that yeah. you're wearing yeah. clogs right now 
Yeah, I have clogs or Reeboks that I wear, and that's the end. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Wearing heels on stage is terrifying. Oh, God, and you have a pedal, and you're oh, standing, and you're, like, it's moving away from People you. People who with can every... do that, like, I, I'm always impressed just walking in heels. I, you know, as long, if it's more than an inch, I'm, I'm done for. God, it's just, like, <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was really impressed with your the visual aspect of your Thank show, you. you know, and, and I, I, whatever, whatever you're, you're around people that love stuff like that. If you are doing something cool, let us know and we'll help. You know? It, oh, it, sure. it was something I was doing in my room. I was playing my own songs to my parents who are divorced, <laughs> their home, the wedding that I was at, right? Because yeah. it was dad number two. Um, it's okay. My mom will never listen to this, <laughs> but <laughs> like, or my dad's. Um, but yeah, no, like it was my way of repurposing memories, right? Like, on stage I never thought I would do it on stage it was mm. something I was have been doing for a very long time alone and like this idea of really being authentic I, I felt like I had to really put my money where my mouth was and like be vulnerable in this way that was going to be you know very possibly seem um unacceptable and too weird you know not not on but, this side I thought it was cool as shit thank you yeah I, I did a show with Mobley not too long ago, and that was, I, I told you, I, you know, uh, I told him that I, I asked him if he had seen any good local music. He, you know, he kind of like threw out a couple names, and he asked me, and I was like, I, I, I think if you could get a show with Valen, that thing would work really well. You guys have kind of complementing energies and styles in that way, you know. Cool. And, and, and two, I, I, he does a lot of cool stuff where he times lights and videos to, mm. to his performance, and... Um, like he has a music video where he's singing it's uh, one of his songs and that plays in the background while he's singing the song mm. and it's matched time matched so that he's singing with it and you know you're watching the him underwater sing the song it's really you know really cool stuff and he does he does him and his uh, I believe wife uh, they partner they, they tour all over the world and mm -hmm. they do that thing just the two of them That's awesome. she's the engineer and they they build all the stuff and it's really cool, cool. That's really amazing. Neat. But yeah. Yeah, I'm the Winona Forever video, if you haven't checked it out, like that's it's the culmination of all this stuff because the home video is like I slice to lip sync the song. That's cool. Yeah. In the choruses. And now I feel like I kind of put that to bed, those videos, and kind of uh, see what happens next. And I think a visual aspect will always be a part of what I do. You need one of those mega eights. I showed you a picture of it from a, a state sailing, right? You need like one of those old school eight millimeter handheld video yeah. oh, recorders. Oh. There was one at that estate sale. I sent the picture to you. I was like, Dude, right I have these um, 90s hand cams, these Canon guys. Yeah. Oh, those that would be are perfect. Like, so 90s dad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you when we were camping. Though that was a newer one because the bat I brought the wrong battery for the other one that eroded. Really? <laughs> yes, so I'll show you. The other one's huge. It's not as big as the ones where you put a VHS in. That's yeah. my dream, but yeah. a lot of them are broken <laughs> in the, the world. It had, you, that's what with I'm a talking VHS, about. you put yeah, the VHS yeah, the in thing. it? Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it was for sale? Disappointment. Yeah. And it worked? Yeah, estate sale. No, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Gotta go estate sale. Sorry. Melon True is estate sale. And that's the dream. Sundays, 50% off days. It like, feels like you're winning all the time. <laughs> okay. We found at that same estate sale, we found a, a four-piece mug set that was handmade out of clay. It had a handmade plate that they sat on. They were all bronzed boobs with, oh, wow. with holes where the nipples were. Mm -hmm. and, and they were definitely made for like <laughs> drinking out of the nipples. 
Wow. Yeah. I was about to cut you off because it's such a tangent. Yeah. And then you got to boobs. And then you were like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'll, I'll hear the and rest of this. And everyone started listening. I'll yeah. hear the rest of this. It does feed you. Uh, uh, gold, no less. Um, jam three is mm. the, the concept here is, is challenging ourselves. Um, and the easiest way to do that quickly is switching instruments. But oh. there's, I, we, we won't insist. We could do something else. I would request that someone plays the bass. Doesn't matter who. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Rosie should play the drums, Carter said in the background of my ears. All right. I, I can to, do that. I have to urinate. This has been the Sound Wizards podcast. I'm sorry. All right. Pretend okay. break. Pretend okay. break. Pretend break. All right. I texted Drew like 20 minutes ago asking him for a drink. And then I tried to sign to him, can, can I, can, I texted you, and he was just looking at me like, what? <laughs> What is he? What is he doing? Oh, let's try to be quick though, because we're like a jam away.